Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus, with Family Wealth and Legacy in Rochester, New York. And we have an awesome show for you today. We are joined by Bill Bolter at Bolter Industrial Contractors. Um, I, I, I will tell you, I'm so excited about this because I think when it comes to branding, the Bolter you know, name and the Bolter business really has some wonderful stuff for you to take a peek at. So welcome, Bill. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, your business started 130 years ago, you know, 1892. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah. it's, it's an amazing feat. Uh, typically, what we like to do is we have a, you know, just a, hi a history of allowing you to kind of give a, a background of how you entered into the family business um, your background and what you've been doing. And then I'll, we'll dive into the history of the business and I've got some questions and we'll go from there. So, okay. Tell us about yourself. So how I got into the business was being uh, brought up next to the business. Um, you know, I've always been wanting to do this. So I knew in high school growing up that this is what I wanted to do. Um, my dad and my grandfather both, uh, I didn't have school breaks. I didn't have days off of school. I went to work and I was doing work. I was doing painting the fences, coming inside, painting fork trucks, doing this, doing that, helping out and around just to get me more, get me involved in it. But at, at a young age, sure. uh, I did go to, I, you know, I graduated high school and then I went to Alfred state for two years, huh? uh, went to Alfred university for one semester and I called my dad in December of 1989 and said, I'm ready. So he says, okay. So I went to directly into the field. Okay. Uh, it put me in the field for about five years, eh, by four or five years and got to learn the business outside of the, the office and the warehouse part and work with all, you know, all the, the different trades that we are um, affiliated with. And the, the best part about it is that the guys in the field didn't treat me as the owner's son. I was just another guy. And, that, and, and I didn't have that attitude of, oh, I'm the boss's kid and I'm just going to get everything I want. It didn't work that way. So, so I did the field for five years. And then in 98, I became vice president, kept working my way up. And then by the time of 2005, my dad was ready to retire. And here we are today. Congrats. That's you know, it, there's two ways to enter the family business. One is exactly the way you did it, where it's like it was, it's been in my blood. I've been, I've been here all the time. I know that I want to do this. Right. And there's other families that say, you know, go out, get five years experience someplace else, and then really prove to us that you want to come back. Right. 
Um, I knew I knew from day one. I was always, you know, trucks and you know trailers and equipment. You know, we when I first started, we weren't. You know, my dad started the rigging part in in the late seventies. So we had our rigging department out here in Webster, and then we had our carting division in the city, which was more just warehousing. And I pretty much started working in there when I got out of college right away to learn that part. And then I came out to Webster in the rigging part for about three years. Okay. My five to learn this part. So my grandfather ran the city and my dad ran Webster. Okay. And I knew once I said, you know, the, the rigging part with the equipments and the big four trucks and what they were doing, you know, it's the, the best thing about it is that every day it's something different. We're, yeah. we're, we're problem solvers. And you can be the same machine, same location, but it's got to go in a different door in a different way. It's just, we're, my guys are the best problem solvers around. And um, that's what we like about it. I'm not coming to the same, same job every day. Love it. And, yeah. and that, you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm second generation. Dad started the business, you know, 40 plus years ago. And I wanted nothing to do with it. So I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I watched my father work. I didn't understand the business at all. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, I, I don't want to do anything with that. I'm going to get into computers. And I started doing the computer work. I hated it. Hated it. Yeah. And, and then I, you know, I went back to school. I worked for Xerox for a few years. Loved it. I was in the city. You know, I was a sales guy, sales manager. And my father grabbed me and said, you know, what are your favorite parts about what you do at Xerox? And like A, B, and C He's like, let me show you how you can get that same thing doing what I'm doing times a hundred. Right. And he showed me and I'm like, wow. All right. And mm -hmm. it's what you said about problem solving. There's not one day that goes by that I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Even though it's, it's always the same stuff. Right. It's different it's different fun. Yeah. it's fun right yeah. yeah families are different and the businesses are different so right yeah that's, that's very <clears throat> cool and we i call myself a problem solver so yeah. that's uh that's kind of fun yeah you wake up at 3 30 and 4 o'clock in the morning thinking the same things i do a hundred percent so let's talk about you know where did the business start i mean you you know, without going through, we, we could take three hours to just do the history. Yeah. But, you know, what so were the foundations? The thing for, you know, first started 130 years ago is, you know, we were in the city. I couldn't, I can't remember the actual street, but, you know, we delivered ice and coal. And okay. That's, you know, is what it was, you know, ice and coal, the delivery trucks. And then back, and then the, then my great grandfather started, uh, my, yeah, my great grandfather started more of a freight division, warehousing division in the city on our, or uh, I, I can't remember the name of that street. And then my grandfather started, grew that part and then we ended up on Emerson Street, Emerson and Mount Reed. Sure. And then my dad got involved and grew it even more and ended up in between Emerson Street and Potomac Street, which used to, which is right across from the old Maple Dell Party House, we call it the yep. old American Laundry building. And that's where our, both our carting division was um, for years. In the meantime, my grandfather, um, we were a lot of big freight company, just mostly freight, freight and warehousing. And then my dad started a little household moving, did some household moving. Thank God we don't do that now. And then, uh, we, then we started, my dad started the rigging part in 78. We used to do a lot of work at Xerox. Um, and 
he had to do a move and moved a couple of small machines. And he said, oh, this is pretty interesting. Xerox kept calling him. Next thing you know, in the 1980s, my dad was building our first building out here in Webster in 1980. And then by 2000, we built a brand new 100,000 square foot building up the, up the street on Basket Road. Okay. And then by, it just kept growing and growing. And now we are on 26 acres here on Basket Road. 150,000, 175,000 square feet of space. And one of my biggest things was that we always were all over the place, city, two buildings in Webster. And my, one of my goals was I always wanted to be under one roof, not under the same roof, but the same, same spot. So I built 50,000 square foot uh, in 2019, 20 and, uh, so now we are all on one spot, one location. That's great. And, yeah. and it, it does, you know, like right now, we haven't gone through COVID where I have my team members all over the place. Yeah. Um, we still haven't gone back to the office yet. It's working, but you do yeah. miss that, you know, yeah. let's get together. So we, what we did to solve for that right now um, is we just do a team meeting every day. We make mm-hmm. sure that we're that we're connecting and interacting and mm-hmm. you know and, and talking about more than just business sometimes you know right. you know mm-hmm. how was your weekend what's going on right what's new in your life so yeah, you turn on a half an hour of meeting turns into an hour just finding out what they did for the weekend what's going on in their lives yeah exactly yeah. um talk about you know you don't you, you don't survive 130 years without having some pretty strong company values. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you talk about what are the values that run through your business? You know, the biggest thing for us, we've been successful for many years is because of our people. You know, the people outside of our office here or on my side of my office, you know, I can get the jobs and get the, and get the work at the customers, but my guys, in the office and out of the office, they're, they're the best. Um, we, I'm trying to figure, um, we're not, I don't want people to come to us because we're the cheapest. I want them to come to us because we're the best. And, and we, and we are, and, you know, and my guys, they, I ex, they have expectations when they go on that job, but I want them to exceed those ex, expectations and they do. And that's, you know, I have second and third generation families working for me, that work for me, that I've had guys that just retired that worked for my grandpa and my dad. Now I have their sons. So, I've, you know, it's just been a great, it's been a great seeing different generations of other families working yeah. here as well. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny listening to you speak because I feel like we must have done this before because yeah. right now, one of the things I'm incredibly proud of is the the intern that's working for us this summer is the great grandson of one of our first clients is it really yeah that's awesome and so it was like you know they were a rochester business you know real estate development Mm -hmm. and um you know he he attended family meetings with his father and just was listening in as i would talk and he's like "I'm, i'm finishing up college could i possibly i'm like of course um So just, you know, a testament to, like you said, you're, you know, you've got families that have been with you for two or three generations. Yeah. And we have a lot, I mean, they all, we, we call them, they bleed blue, you know, our colors are blue and, 
and they, my guys, they all bleed blue. They care, you know, they do a great job. They care about each other. Yeah, you're going to have it here and there. You're going to have a little, no different any where you go to work. You're going to have that, but right. Yeah, um, every you know these guys, you know, they know even though you can't get along with someone, but we know in our business that just get the job, let's get done safely, and let's go home because that's one of my biggest fears every day is I want to make sure that everyone goes home at the end of the day, you know, in this business here, you know, it's, it's risky. I mean, it's challenging, it's risky, but you know, we work together and then go home at the end of the day. Most of our top clients are all happen to be, it was strange. We found out in during the COVID that uh, we looked at our business differently. Everybody's in the construction industry. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know how that happened, but it's the, you know, the same mantra is we're doing demolition. We're building, you know, great big giant things. We're way up in the air doing things. This Mm -hmm. is not, you know, simple work. Let's make sure everybody gets home. And I, and I do think that, you know, when you're part of a family business, because you've had that connection with your family members, you treat the employees it's it's one family regardless of what your last name is right it's you're exactly right we're just one big family here and uh it's not just i have i have a sister that works here but i consider everyone here working for me as part of the family as well yeah um going back through history you know nobody no one gets to where you are today without stubbing their toe hitting some obstacles some tough things you might, you know, do you mind picking one or two things and just kind of, you know, obstacles? Look, yeah, yeah I can tell you, a major obstacle right now is uh, is skilled labor, is finding people. I think I think I'm, we're not the only ones. Sure. Uh, we've hosted uh, Career Day um, here, probably about a, less about three weeks ago, and we've reached out to uh, 160 kids through all the BOCES programs through Monroe County and outside Monroe County, um, trying to get these kids to come into the skilled trades, show them that you can make a great living without going to, to school. I would never tell them something not to go to school, but you can make a great living without going to school. And um, we had 160 kids come here and I, would, I was gonna take four interns for the summer. I told them all, you know, I want four interns, an eight week program here. Um, and we're union, we're related, affiliated with unions, and I'm trying to help them out to get these kids to come in too, because you, you can go tell somebody what we do, but you need to be here to see what we do, because it's hard to explain. And uh, so we had 160 kids come, and um, I got four applicants wow. for a summer internship. Yeah. Out of 160. 160 kids, and it, it's just, I don't, I just don't understand. It's hard to, hard to believe. We figured we'd have at least 50. And we were struggling. And then I had four I set up four interviews and I got responses from two. So it's just the way skilled labor is right now. It, it, it's tough. You know, I have I have projects going on all around the country. Right? I have people in Alabama right now. I have people in Utica at Saranac and I have great foremen because they're great. And I have like two, a first year apprentice or a second year apprentice working with these guys. So it, it's difficult. It's difficult to train them because we got one for, you know, three apprentices with one form and he can't really, can't teach them all at the same time because they're spread out. 
but it's it's getting very difficult with the skilled skilled labor. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's the major major you know fuel costs, of course, but that's the major obstacle that we have right now. That's today. When what you start, you know, and I, I'm not the only one, and we, you know, I've talked to other business owners too. Is you're you're almost turning some work away because you can't man it. I go back to my dad's days, and you would just call the halls and I need 50 guys and they'd have 50 guys at your door the next day. Yeah. And if I had a job right now where I needed five additional guys, I can't get them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you, like you said, you're not alone. Everybody's going. Through uh, we're not, no, everyone's in the same boat. In history, mm -hmm. what were some of the obstacles historically that either your grandfather, your father ran into where you sit back and you, you heard those stories you know, that they didn't have it. They had, they had it easy back then. They didn't have no obstacles. No, I'm sure they had probably had the same thing a little bit too. You know, I mean, obstacles, I don't know if it would be an obstacle, but they didn't have what we have now for technology and equipment that we can do now. You know, things have changed. I mean, granted how much we don't like cell phones and computers, but I couldn't run my business now without them. They did successfully. But I, I couldn't successfully without him. It was a different time. You're right. Different time. Yeah. Um, talk about family in the business, family out of the business for me for a second. So mm -hmm. through your time here and, you know, your, your, your father's time, who are the family members that were involved? How did it work? Who was involved? Who wasn't? Was there any rules or... The only, the only rule we ever, my father had is, and my grandfather, I should say, was no, we all had, we all have daughters. No son-in-laws are ever, never allowed, never allowed. Don't bring any son-in-laws in. And we'd never, you know, um, it's just been mostly me and my father and my grandfather. My aunt used to work in the city part-time once in a while. My sister, Teresa, works here in the office. She's been with me now, I I can't, she's got to be 15, 20 years already. She's in the office. Um, but that's pretty much it. We kind of, you know, kind of keep it, keep it simple. Um, I have three daughters um, that have no interest in the business. So, which is okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. You know, they've got their own careers that they're, they're looking at and uh, it's okay. Through your time with the business, yeah, you, a lot of people I don't think can get a picture of what Bolter, you know, industrial contracting does. And, right. you know, talk about maybe a job or two that you look back and say, nobody was supposed to be able to do this. And we figured out how to, how to make it happen. Yeah. yeah that's a great question. There's, there's so many. Uh, one sticks out to me every, if you go to the strong museum of play, yeah. Inside, inside of there's the old Highland Diner. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 put that inside that building. That's just going back many years, but that was a challenging one. It was over on, it was I don't know if it was Highland Diner, but it was over on corner University in um, Culver. Yeah. Uh, we remember bringing it over there. So uh, how, how did you do that? What were some of the things that uh, made it complicated, but you the, figured it out? The weight. The weight of it, you know, it was it was really heavy. The permits, the issues with getting permits back, this is going way back. Um, 
and just not having what we, I mean, you look back at what we had back then for tools and equipment, it was harder, but now if I did it today, it'd be a piece of cake. It's just not having the right, you know, equipment wasn't available back then like we have now. The one of the jobs that always sticks out in my mind is a job we did at Xerox. It was called a, they called it a Lerox unit, which is like a filter press that squeezed all the toner with water and got the water out of the toner. And it weighed 243,000 pounds and it had to go through a second floor. It's through the second floor over part of the offices. So we had a gantry system set up outside with a large crane, set it up on top. And the gantry system, sled system, put it in and then we had to go sideways and jack it down. It was, but it had to go in straight and turn, and, you know, precision. It was, it was a challenging one, but that one always sticks out in my mind. There, there's so many around here that I can, I can't think of one right now, but there's, there's right. so many. You guys just did that. You know, I, I was laughing. You, you guys just pulled the dinosaurs out of the rock. Yeah. There's inside. another one. Pull the dinosaurs out of the, yeah. That was, yeah. that's cool. It was cool. Yeah. And just watching the video on your, your YouTube channel, your and website, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you see these great big giant windows. The museum got smart and said, we're putting these big doors so that you can get in and out. But not every building has that. No, no. So, it, the, the, you know, it's one of the questions when, you know, I first meet somebody and they say, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, it's the hardest, the hardest thing to explain. So I get on my phone, I pull up our website and I go, here, here's what, just watch this for a minute. And it kind of gives the brief, then they get it. But just sit there and explain the rigging you know, the creating and packaging, the steel fabrication to some people, they just not understand until I show them the website. That's smart. That's really yeah. smart. We're, we have been dealing with that for 20 years because, and especially in the last five, seven, when we started doing business coaching, so it's like, so you're a financial advisor, you're a wealth manager, you're a business coach, you're an estate planner. What, what are you? Right. <laughs> We're just, we're just geeks. I mean, at the end of the day, we just geek out about taxes and all these all these things, and we meld it together. There's no one on the planet that I have met that does all the things that we do the way we do them. And it's you know, again, I, I'm listening to you going, that's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Different industry. Yeah. That's cool. Um let's see. What are the best parts about being in a family business for you? best parts of it i mean for me it's you know you know when i the day i bought my father out i was i was a nervous wreck you know i you know, there's a lot of i felt a lot of pressure the pressure can i get it done can i continue on um it, it, you know i just it was an i was a nervous wreck but you know here i am 17 years later and we're still growing so it's a great achievement yeah. you know for me getting us on one location, like I said, was a great achievement for me. Um, that was the biggest thing for a family business because here I am, number five. All right, number five, let's keep it going. You know, then I had the pressure from my grandfather, you know, back then is when's the boy coming? When's the boy coming? When's the, you know, the name coming? But I have three girls, so that's okay. So yeah, that was the, you know, it's, you know, having my sister here in the office, you know, you have a, a, a person that you can trust. Yeah. You know, you know, someone that cares more than just as your, as your brother. Um, but family business, you know, is, is not always easy. Um, it, it has its challenges, you know, when you get two people, 
you know, as like my dad and my grandfather were together and then my dad and I were together, you get a little bit of, you know, this, and then, uh, you, you work it out, but it is challenging. And then, um, and then once everything was in 2005, it's been, it's been fantastic. That's great. Yeah. yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying. My father and I, we didn't work well together. And I, and I say that in a re super respectful way. It was, we just came at the problem solving differently. He was from a different era mm -hmm. than I was. And I had these different thoughts and it drove him crazy at times be like, why can't you just listen? And right. I, I've had success doing it this way for so long. Um, and we agreed to, to disagree where our offices were two doors apart. Um, and then, you know, it just took some time, but when I wrote that last payment to him, because I bought my father out as well, um, and know that I've grown those clients and the relationships and the things that we've done with them, mm -hmm. they were different, but yet they appreciate all the things we bring to the table. That's mm -hmm. fun. And dad looks back and, go, and watches me and he's like, all right, it's different. Yeah, makes sense. Different. Yeah. yeah. You've done good. Yeah. So when... Um... I will never forget the day we were in the conference room in one of our, I would say a board meeting and, uh, and we brought to my dad that, you know, we need to buy computers. We need to spend $40,000 on computers. And he was no way we don't need them. And we had to twist his arm to get these computers. And he didn't, you know, he just, you don't need them. We don't need them, but you need them. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget that point. Um, if I was ever to tell anybody with family business, you're going to have your ups and downs. And I would ever tell, like, if um, let the next generation, let them, you know, trust them, let them do their thing. You're always going to be there to help them if they need you, but let them do their thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, love, I, I love that. Cause it's, it's, I think it's difficult, especially if I, I think it's difficult for everybody, but especially if you're the founder, if you're the founder and you're going to the next generation, and that was my father's position. Right. And, and I have another family that I, you know, I'm working with right now, you know, mm -hmm. 30 plus years in business and then yeah. dad's monitoring all the time what the son is doing. Yeah. And it's like, and they're not, they're totally different people. They're going yeah. to do it differently. And it's really hard to let go. That's right. a really good point. Thank you. Um, transitions. So you talk about the transition from you and dad. How long did, how long were you planning that? You know, how long were you talking about that before it happened? Or was it a, it was know? a, I think it was a November decision he made and we signed, we made a deal by the end of December. He said he was, he was done. He was ready. And it was, it was, it was very, very short. Okay. I think my father realized I, you know, figured he realized that, you know what, this kid can do it and I'm, I'm ready to go. So it was, it was very short. <clears throat> go, ahead, go ahead. I don't have, you know, for me, I don't have, you know, you know, for me, for my plan is, you know, I don't have a plan right now. Um, yeah, I don't have, you know, we've tried the, the ESOP way of, you know, going, try to go through employees. It's, it's not going to work. So happens what happens here what happens here i'm not i have no plan right now yeah you so know. 
let me throw something to you that I think is really important. There is, you know, you started the conversation saying now it's on my shoulders and there was, you know, I, you know, I, I had some worry about that or stress around that. Yeah. I believe that the world of family business has done a, a, a little bit of an injustice to people. They, you know, you've been around for 130 years. The average S&P 500 company is less than 15. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so you yourself have been doing this for over 15 years. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, think about the families and the community and right. all the people that you've impacted. Something, somebody will continue that legacy. It may, Absolutely. Look, it may look different. It may look different and it, you're right. And somebody will, somebody will succeed, take over and succeed and continue this on. It may be different, not the way I would do it, but I'm sure it'll be successful. Yeah. And, and, and it may not be family owned at that point. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay. uh, 130 years, you killed, you beat every <laughs> S&P 500 company. <laughs> so that lots to be proud of. Focus on what, what you did do, yeah. you know, because most don't last five generations. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, like I go back to 2005. I remember, you know, signing those papers like, like you probably did too. And, you know, you've you got an agreement with your father for, for 10 years. I'm like, okay, let's go. Here we go. And I remember that last, the last check at 2015. I was like, I did it. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Never missed one. Mine never was missed January one. of this year was my last check. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. It was, it, it was an exciting moment. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, as you're living through COVID and all these other obstacles, you know, for you, you had 2008, 2009. Right. You know, and, yep. and everything pulls back during those pulls recessions. Back. And you're still making payments. Yeah, still making the payments. Never missed it. Yep. Yeah. Um, let me think here. I've got a couple other things that I just wanted to make sure that we talk about. What is your so? You, what is your vision for the future? If you could wave a magic wand, what would it what would it look like for Bolter twenty years from now? Twenty years. Um, we're trying to get outside of the five surrounding counties, which we've started to lately. Um, we're trying to get in the new territory to Syracuse, Utica, Finger Lakes, Corning area. Like I said, I have guys down in Alabama right now for a company that's been traveling, you know, has in Arizona, started in Rochester, a company called Lifecycle um, that's moving here to Rochester. We're trying to, you know, broaden our, get out and move and uh, get to these new areas. Um, okay. You know, Saranac Brewery is a great example. You know, I met with Fred and Matt and one of their guys and talked to them and showed us, you know, what we can do. And and I have had guys there now for eight months. Wow. So it's it's worked out very well. You know, and the thing is me, I can talk to Fred, I can talk to their guys, their production, you know, manager guys, but it's my guys doing the work. Yeah. You know, these, my guys, I'm telling you, they, they love, once I get in the door, they're like, wow, these guys are, you know, no, are we the cheapest? No, I'll admit to you right now, we are not, but we'll get it done for you on time and right. You know, that's, you know, I've built, you know, 50,000 square foot building. I would like to see more, you know, we could use more space. Um, we bought new equipment. I, I 
buy new equipment every year and I just we kind of have the rotation through and that's getting difficult now too I mean we just you know I ordered two new tractors you know the big trucks and when I first ordered them they're like your bill dates in end of 23 and you'll receive it first quarter 24. Wow holy cow yeah but they've come around we're going to get them by the first of next year but it's, that's been difficult but um that's what I see you know I hope to see it moving past you know, we've always been kind of stuck. I say stuck. We've always mostly focused on the Rochester area. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's been good to you through the years and you've done great work. So sometimes it's hard to get outside of that area. I had, uh, I, I get it. Cause I had plans of, you know, I family in California and I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. That, that would be kind of cool, yeah. but you just, you just keep serving the people that are here and yeah it's been we've great. never we've never been out of working out of state like we are now which is great yeah you know, we've we joined uh macney uh past March, I mean, probably about a, about a year ago probably macney in central new york manufacturers association central new york yep and you know meeting all those people over in that in that area and that's how we got into saranac you know keep finding these organizations to join and meeting different people we've i've now have a moved one of my project managers to a business development position yep. where he's just out you know email and knocking on you know get knocking the doors like we used to we, that, those days are gone you have to do it this way now instead of going to people because no one lets you in the door because of covid anymore yep so yeah right it's 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 checking their linkedin profile yeah. and uh, social media that way yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. that's funny um how did you find the transition from field to office to running the company what was that like for you uh, i didn't it wasn't when i first started i was still doing both i was doing field and then i worked my way in the office i was a dispatcher um, and then I would kind of work on the weekends. I was still staying involved, working with the guys. I would still drive truck and I was still dispatch driving a truck. And then when I, when, um, I started mostly in the office, probably in 2000, I was strictly in the office. And then I just started, you know, doing this, what I'm doing now, which is a bit of everything, but yeah, but I like it and I haven't done it in the last five years because of back issues that I have or whatever, but I was still going on the weekends working with the guys. Okay. I love it. You know, I keep telling the guys out here, I'm the best fork truck driver in our company still. <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe me. They're, it's not true, but yeah. No, I like being hands-on. You'll catch me, you know, if I'm sitting in my office here, I have two big windows I'm looking out and the truck comes in and I see that the guys are busy. I'll just go out there and unload the truck and sign the guy's paperwork and the way he goes. And the people say, who's that guy? He's the owner. He's unloading you? I go, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, I think that's so important to never be above anything, yeah. you know, and just loving the business. I don't, you know, for us, it's the same thing. It's, you know, I'll, I'll get in and run the software and, you know, just start read, I'll read, I'll read the documents and, you know, whatever it takes, you want to get yeah. dirty. Like when you go to the, if, when you ever go to like the breweries or uh, any food plant we do work and you see how this stuff is bottled like some of these fillers are filling bottles or cans at a thousand bottles a minute, yeah. a minute. And it's just like, you can't even see them. That's how fast they're going. And just, you know, know when you look at that and the conveyor lines that all go with them, 
that, you know, this is what we do. And this, we put this equipment in and people are like, they're, they're amazed. That's very, that's very cool. Um, what are some of the other, so you, you, talked about, you talked about your goals. What are some of the obstacles in the way of making those things happen today? And what is, how do you, I mean, I guess that's where I really want to go is it's not just you doing this by yourself. Right. Who are right. the people that you work with? What does the leadership team work, look like? And how do you guys interact together? Yeah, we interact every day. You know, if you can see it on this, my there's everyone, my door is always open. Um, I have three other project managers that you know, we meet, try to meet once a week, every Tuesday. Um, we have, we've joined, purchased HubSpot back in 2019, which is a sales um, tool, which has been phenomenal. Um, I can, I can focus on all, I see what's going on with their deals and their quotes and everything. Um, so we're, I mean, my doors, I've always told them, my doors, they're, they're always in here, always in here. And my door is always going to be open. Um, and some of the, the major obstacle, like I told you before, for me to, to grow more is the labor part. Yeah. Is the labor part. That's the hardest, that's the hardest thing. I mean, I can, like I said, like I told you before, I can go to another, get a, a job somewhere and they can, you know, can you start Monday with five guys? No, I can't. Right. Had years past, yes, I could, but now it's just, I can't. Being limited, you know, we have 60 employees, you know, and we have to, I mean, in, to get more is, is difficult right now. And when we look at projects right now, we have to, you know, these are our 60, so we have to kind of schedule work that's around these 60 guys and when they're available and free. Okay. Um, I'm just, talk about family for a second. How big is the extended family? Did you, when you grew up, it was you, how many siblings in your family? So I have uh, my sister, Teresa, and then I have a stepbrother and stepsister. My dad had uh, four sisters. One had 11 kids. So my grandparents had like 26 grandchildren. It, it was a big family. Okay. Big wow. family. And my grandmother's side was a big family too. And we used to have family reunions for many, many years that I can remember before my grandfather passed away in 2005. But we would have them every year, Hamlin, Hamlin Beach or at or to his house and hundreds of people, hundreds. It was a big family. Um, like I said, my sister Teresa's here in the office with me right now. Um, that's, you know, that's it right now. <laughs> okay. well, go, growing up, any family traditions that, uh, that you guys had that you. Family reunion was always a family, family reunion. reunion. Yeah. 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 I can only imagine as a kid what that would have been like. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. When you were a kid, it was fantastic. Yeah. My grandfather always did this thing. It's called the lion hunt. He used to sit in a chair and just have all his grandkids or any kids around. And he would just do this little lion, this lion hunt thing. I could still have the song in my head and we all would be doing it with him. And he, he loved doing that. He did that to the, you know, he passed away at 84. I think it was 84 in 2005, but he did that until he was 84 every time. Any grandkid or great grandchild, he would do the, his old lion hunt. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
So you meet with your project managers. We'll go back to the business. You've got, what is your meeting rhythm? You say you meet weekly and daily. Door is always open. Do you have a rhythm to how you do things? No, 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 not. We just, we try to meet every Tuesday, every Tuesday sales meeting, every other Tuesday, I meet with the project managers and the, in the couple of the girls in the office, just to kind of go through jobs, what's going on and billing and past dues and just trying to, you know, get everyone together just to yep. get together. And, okay. uh, Cause we're all, it's it, it, this business, you know, and everyone else, it's crazy. You get sidetracked. It's just, it, it's crazy. And you just have to get everybody in the room for half an hour. Like you get your zoom meeting for half an hour, just yep. to get everyone together. You said something really interesting. You know, I work with a lot of construction family businesses. And when I start talking about marketing and sales, like that's, that's not what we do. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's exactly what you do. Cause they look at it as, you know, it's estimating and and we can't go through and figure out what we're going to be doing because every project's so different. Different. And, but you 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 blobbed on to HubSpot. Yeah. You're doing business development, which is the marketing. That's it's it's just called yeah. something different. Um, and and you're going out and shaking hands and kissing babies, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. On the business development side. Right. Um, and then on the sales side, it sounds like you're just looking at all the estimators. Do you is it does the project manager do the estimating in yeah. your business? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to say, what's our flow? What if you know the you know the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars that's being estimated right now? You get a pretty good idea in terms of what's coming out the back end. Right, that's the nice thing about it is that I can I can see on my computer right now what what you know years past you'd say right where what do you got coming in six months? I'd have to walk around and figure out you know what we have coming in six months. Now I just got to go on go on HubSpot and I can just click on it and I can see what's received accepted when it's going to happen and we can you know focus on how you know it's helping us with manpower we can see what's coming up okay i was i can always remember i'm going way back like we sit in board meetings with my dad and my grandfather and the accountants and the attorneys and they would always say what's what's it like next year who who knows i mean (laughs) what's it like in six months i I can't tell you but now if you send me, what do you got going on in six months? I can tell you, all right, we got this coming up. We got this coming up. You can kind of see it. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for that conversation. And you guys are using HubSpot because I'm telling you, very more often than not, the people in the construction industry, especially when it's, mm-hmm. you're not making widgets. So it's yeah. not like a production line. So you can, you can figure all that stuff out. Right. But at the end of the day, those estimates you know, and where they fit, where right. they, where they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's not going to change. Right. Somebody might say, we right. slotted this for the end of 2023, but mm-hmm. we just ended up with some extra money. We want to move it up to June of 23, right? Right. Or push right. it back. Yeah. I go back before we even got that. I wouldn't know what they're quoting unless I, I asked what's coming on now. I every, usually every Sunday, I take an hour or two and I just kind of turn it on. I look at it at home, go through it. I look at some of their quotes. I don't go through all of them and just kind of see what they're saying, how they're writing them. And then I'll come back and say, Hey, you forgot you should, what are you doing here? Or do you sure you got enough money? Or, you know, you know, I, it's, it's nice to know. And I do it on Sundays because then I come in Monday. I know 
I know what's coming ahead for the week. Yeah. I'd like to see what's scheduled for the week through it. And I know what jobs are coming up, not just mine that I have going on, but yep. the other guys that have going on too. So you're still writing jobs yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, I focus. Yeah. Most of mine are the, you know, the larger projects, you know, the food, food and beverage industry, you know, the bigger, the bigger projects, the day-to-day ones that kind of, kind of moved them aside to, to another guy, but I'm still hands-on, you know, if someone needs me, just call me. So, I mean, they know they can get a hold of me and I, I was, I will never be, never turn anybody away, put it that way. Nice. Even so I've been dealing with some of these customers for 30, 30 years. There's still, you know, and um, I can't just say here, move over to the next guy. No, I'm going to stick with the same guy for 30 years. Yeah. No, nope, I'm going to do a two day, two jobs a year with a guy, but I've known him for 30 years. Yeah. Leave home at home, leave work at work. Yeah. When you go home from work, you're, you're, you're a family and have fun and do your thing. Don't talk about work. Just, you know, leave work at work and leave home at home. <clears throat> I love it. Smart. I, it's and it's difficult. It's difficult. It's hard. Really, if if the, you know if you're a family that everybody's involved in the business, right? You know, it's like, oh, how do you do that? No, but you try to go to you do a, a family reunion or you get everyone together. You don't want to sit around a table and start talking about work. Right. You know, leave it. Leave it at work. <clears throat> we had um, the the flip of that though is there's probably a balance because you'd probably have some family members that aren't in the business, that, that, that are proud of the Bolter name, proud of the, you know, whatever your business, you know, is. And I think when you do that family reunion, maybe a 15 minute segment to say, here's what we're working on right now. Here's the stuff that we do. And just so that, you know, you know, these are the big projects and the highlights of the year. Right. Family is family. We family don't family. always get along and, right. and, and we don't always agree. And so right. one of my, you know, things when I'm talking about leadership teams and helping them to get to a point where they're trust each other enough to have that back and forth and the discussion allow everybody to get their voice out about why they agree or disagree with, you know, whatever decision you're working on. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to disagree and commit. Right. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And it's and within a family, because we've been doing it for so long, especially, you know, the dynamics of I'm dad and what I say goes, or I'm mom and what I say goes, or I'm the oldest brother, whatever the dynamic is, right? it, it gets a little dicier, which is where I, yeah. Yeah. And I see, you know, I talk to a lot of, you know, I know some construction companies have two brothers that are, you know, I know quite a few of them are just two brothers running together and you got, and good for them. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. No. And it's, it's learning a whole different skill set, skill set. Yep. To, to manage the family dynamic with the work yep. dynamic. Right. That's, was, why I'm, that's why I'm glad I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Um, what didn't I ask you that I should have? Um, what are you doing this weekend? Because I'm getting ready to go play golf at 1130. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, play that much. I, uh, um, there's an event, there's a member member and there's other family business owner 
okay. we have great conversations about family business. We've met last night for our dinner and uh, we end up, I sat down with him and uh, sat there and just talked about family business. And it was, it was great. It's, yeah. it's just so dynamic. There's yeah. nothing really like it. And, you know, as we talk about it, it's, 65, 75% of GDP in, U, in the U.S. I think it's 68, yeah. I think the number. Just phenomenal. Yeah. And it's overlooked on a regular basis, you know, that uh, the complications and how hard it is. But yet at the same time, yeah. it's the same that you can, you know, you can be hard on each other and still stick it out and make it work because we trust each other. We have each yeah. other's back. Right. when we're doing it that's yeah. i always knew whether i agreed or disagreed with my father that he had my back yeah. he had my best interest at heart right and that's one of the things with with me and my with my sister being here and you know it's hard to you know she's my sister but it's hard to you know she's doing something that i'm not disagreeing with to be hard and be hard on hard on her because you know she's my sister i don't want to you know <laughs> it's difficult i get it yeah. i get it <clears throat> well listen if you're talking to other family businesses, you, mm -hmm. you gave the piece of advice of let one generation figure it out mm -hmm. on their own, give them right. some autonomy. Yeah. Um, what else, you know, through the years, what, what else would you share with people, you know, that you've picked up on and said, you know, these are kind of when it comes to family business, I've talked to enough other family business owners. Here's yeah. some things that I, I would recommend. I think, and I think most of them are like with me, it, it's, it's difficult, you know, being the next the next generation and you're going to want to make some changes and having that older generation you know going along with you is difficult you know once you do make those changes and seeing how successful you are it's nice to have the older generation look back and say wow they really know what they're talking about yeah yeah i get i get that yeah. um through the years, where do you, where were some of the places that you ended up besides family businesses and talking to other family business members, any other places that you got a lot of support and learned things from any associations or books or trainings or things that you went through? You know, most of it, you know, ours is hands-on. There's a lot of hands-on training here and you still, you know, you can be working this business for 10 years and you're still, I'm still learning, still learning. I'm learning about conveyor more than I've known, learned about conveyor right now. And it, you still, it's all hands-on mostly. We belong to, um, I, we first, I first came in the office. Um, we, Xerox was 98% of our business. Oh, wow. Okay. So me looking forward, I'm like, dad, we got to, you know, God forbid anything happens to Xerox. We got to look forward. So I joined, um, the RTMA, which is the Russia Chilling Machine Association. Um, and that's where I let a lot of the, met a lot of the tool and dies um, companies here in Rochester. And that spread us out into the, you know, more of the rigging besides just at Xerox. And, um, and since then we've just grown um, from that part of the business. Um, and I guess the biggest part, I'm kind of getting off track here a little bit is that in all the generations, we've all come up with a new, um, let's say division. You know, my father started the rigging division. All right. So then I started the creating and packaging division in 2009. Um, and now that's just growing. Yeah. It's growing. 
and us being successful is because we're more diversified. You know, we have the steel, we have the wood creating, we have the rigging, we have the warehousing. So one could be a little slower than the other, but the other one's doing good. So it's been kind of nice, you know, being that. Um, then my father started the rigging, my grandfather started the household moving. We all had our own little, own little um, division, I want to say, that we started. Um, I don't know where I got really sidetracked there. No, no, no. I think that's a really good segue. Yeah. It's kind of like it, it goes right into allow the next generation some yeah. autonomy to do something yeah. the way you always did. It doesn't have to be the way somebody else always that's does it. it. Right. I look at what you talked about. And I think this, I just I want to end with this because I think this is a really good learning point. You looked at the market. We call it we create a market map. And the reason why you create that market map is so that you're always looking at it and we, we update it annually. So you can say, is 98% of my business coming from one place? And I just didn't even, without, right. without realizing it, I didn't get right. my, you know, I got myself into a situation right. and in what you just talked about, I mean, think about it. Xerox is not the same as it was, you know, 30 years ago. And now it's 2%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, more than that, but yeah it's, it's super yeah. important one of the things we did a market map for somebody and they had an association that through that association they were getting a lot of business mm -hmm. but they weren't supporting that they were going to the association but they weren't really supporting it all of a sudden they're looking at it saying we might want to be part of that golf tournament and we might want to yeah. do some other things over there so that association knows that you know we get some they get our love right yeah we do a lot of those golf tournaments too yeah. <laughs> Well, you can play. That was as as a financial advisor, quote wealth manager. I can't play golf. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> you don't have to golf as long as you can have fun. It's all that matters. That's me. Yeah, I um I played at Arondequite once with my in laws, and they never invited me back. So I don't know if that's saying anything. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's a diff, it, you know the sport. It, it's it's it, it's it's difficult. You never you know unless you play every day, which who can play every day? So if you're a pro. And, you know, just thinking about not to off the subject. Now you've seen all these guys bailing from the PGA going over this new, new league and the money these guys are getting is unbelievable. It's I crazy. just, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's right. not, you know, it's PGA is not, it's not in a good spot. Now it's coming to here next year. And now they're, they're banning from what I heard yesterday. Now these guys are leaving. They can't do the four majors here anymore. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a big hurting on the PGA, and there's more. There more and more are just going to go. Man, can you blame? I mean, Tiger Woods turned down nine nine hundred some million dollars. Wow, he turned it down. Yeah. Anyway, but but that goes to the exact same thing that we're talking about from a business standpoint. Yeah. What the PGA is going through, they should have been looking to say looking what's at, on the horizon, what's right, happening, what's going to happen, and they you know they, they've known about this for years and didn't do anything about it. And now, now they're in trouble. You know, yeah. you've got guys that are signing over there for to play in that league for maybe five million. They'll never make five million in the PGA. Right. Never. They'll probably never win. But they're guaranteed five million dollars. Why wouldn't they go? Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I, I just making that point. Business is business. Whether you're, you know, Bolter Industrial or the PGA, you're still right. dealing with the same things. At the end of the day, you know what it is? It's people. People. Exactly and right. We started this segment with people matter, and it's all about the people. people. We'll finish it with it's all about the yeah. people. You got it. Understand what are they doing? What are they thinking? It's okay to interview people and say, "How are we doing? What's happening out there?" Right. 
Yeah. Phil Walter. I appreciate it. I got to say thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Michael Columbus with Family Wealth Legacy in Rochester, New York. Uh, This is the Family Biz Show. Please, you know, hit subscribe, listen to the the next episodes as they come up, and uh, we'll have some more exciting family business interviews for you coming up. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting-edge information to help you maximize your family business. Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that, and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy, LLC, is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.